Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. This is your fearless host, Mr. Scott Howell, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services based out of Huntsville, Alabama. Before we get started today, please welcome, he's a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit, and he is bringing the kindness revolution to Mobile, Alabama. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the incomparable Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I'm great, Scott. How are you doing today? Man, I am fantastic. I came over the bridge, the the tunnel on Government Street, and I looked over at Kim and I said, baby, I feel like I'm home right now. (laughs) I've been to Mobile so many times now. This is like my second home. I am currently looking for a condominium or apartment (laughs) complex. If any real estate agents want to give me a call. All of Jason Will's people just stopped what they were doing. Exactly. They just stopped in their tracks and pulled over to the side of the road to take down my cell phone number. Guys, uh, before we get started, our mission on this podcast every week is to help you insurance agents, associate agents, and CSRs in any way that we can. Sales, marketing, business, accounting, leadership, whatever it may be, guys, we want to help you with it. We don't ask for much. Uh, just subscribe to the podcast and tell your buddies about it. And, and I promise you, we're going to do our dead level best to keep all the, the sponsorship stuff that I'm hearing now on podcasts. People are getting tired of, of trying to listen to their old podcast that now has 20 minutes of sponsorships on it. Uh, we're going to try to keep that down to zero minimum here, but guys, you could really help us out if you would subscribe to the podcast, listen to the podcast. And I want to say something, Bradley, I want to say to everybody who does subscribe to us, thank Thank you for making us the number one insurance podcast in the world. It means a lot. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to Bradley. I am excited. I think our Bradley, you'll you'll have to help me out with this. Our numbers in May doubled and then tripled again in June. Our number numbers in May doubled the month before, and our numbers in June quadrupled May. Unbelievable. They were double in a week. I am on my way here. This is a true story before I introduce our guest, who I am extremely fired up about, by the way. I'm on my way here, and we're driving down the road, and this this young man calls me named Dallas Richardson. I believe he was out of Montana. And he said, hey, I just wanted to pick your brain for a minute. I listened to your podcast, and I love you and Bradley. I've been getting some of that, too. Yeah. And so, and it's great. Keep doing it. When I, Yeah, when I got off the phone with him. First of all, let me say this to all these people that are emailing us, texting us, and calling us. I'm sure it's kind of surreal when you and I answer back or pick up our phone. Because if it were me calling a, you know, a podcast person, and they pick up their phone and start talking to me, I'd be like, they're for real. Especially with that sexy voice that you have well i know i just know if i was listening to a podcast and i picked up the phone and i called somebody or i texted them or i emailed them and they actually answered and, and wanted to talk to me i'd be like holy cow these folks are the real deal this ain't, this ain't no bullshit right here but guys before we get started i want to introduce our guest today he lives in pasadena maryland former underwriting manager for an agency insurance company, which tells me he knows both sides of the business. He is an agency owner and marketing director for Huff Insurance. 
by all accounts from insurance thought leaders that I have spoken to and heard from through Facebook Messenger, he is one of the best SEO agents in the industry. Guys, if you don't know what SEO is, you're about to. And I just want to tell him how much we appreciate him having, you know, being on the show today and being part of this. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the other incomparable Mr. Jerry Niccolo. How you doing, Jerry? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Man, we are doing fantastic and very, very appreciative of you being on the show today. Before we get started, I always like to do this with all of our guests. Let's go back in time and get in my DeLorean for just a moment. A little reference to Back to the Future there for all you insurance agents. Let's get back in our DeLorean for just a minute and roll back the clock. And you tell our audience of 250,000 insurance agents, how did you get in the insurance business and kind of take us through the roadmap from that time to where you are today? Well, I was in college and... uh New York Life came on campus and did a little bit of recruiting. So my first experience in the insurance world was through New York Life. So they recruited me out of college, you know, made all the promises of all the money we can make. It went well for the first uh, six, eight months, you know, you're selling life insurance to your friends and family, making good money. And then reality hits and you got to start selling to strangers. And that's where selling life insurance gets tough if you don't have the right mentality. So mm. know all about that. <laughs> So from there, I um, actually started in the agency here first and realized quickly that, you know, working with the wife and the father-in-law probably wasn't going to be the best thing for us. So um, I found a job at Agency Insurance Company, which is a regional auto insurance company located just outside of Baltimore, Maryland, and um, started as a customer service rep there and uh, worked my way up to um, underwriting manager and eventually operations manager. And then fast forward ahead to 2007, uh, my wife's father passed away. And she was taking over the agency, and we had a discussion and decided to join forces and had a you know really hashed it out because you know husband and wife working together can cause issues. But because of the roles now are different, I'm not an agent per se. I'm, I do marketing and I handle a lot of the uh, finance stuff. We don't actually work closely together at all. Actually, some days we hardly ever see each other until we get home. So um, we found a way to make it work, and the rest is pretty much history here. So did you have a marketing background before you were an underwriting manager? I mean. I know you're in sales, but it's kind of a, an interesting transition from underwriting to marketing because some of the underwriters I know are they would be other things before they before they were in marketing. Before they were, you were an underwriter, but underwriter manager. Yeah. Not really. I didn't really have a marketing background, of course, through college. You had to take the marketing uh, classes for business courses. But when I got to the agency, I came in as more of an operations guy. And eventually, we, we came to the conclusion that we had to start establishing our digital footprint in order to grow as an agency. So as that happened, and we transformed into uh, you know getting our online presence up and running, I kind of morphed into um, the marketing guy. I mean, I love it. It's not something I regret at all. It actually uh, makes the job challenging and, and uh, exciting at the same time. So it's something that I've welcomed with open arms. It's just been great. Jerry, you just walked straight into why you're on this podcast today. Thank you very much. That was a beautiful segue. <laughs> Our mission on this podcast is to help these agents out there any way that we possibly can. I am 46 years old and I'm certainly no expert on social media by any stretch of the imag- imagination. But anytime we can have somebody on like you that you know spends a lot of time uh, and a lot of energy on learning. You mentioned transforming your agency into that digital presence. So so let's jump into that real quick, because that's really the meat and potatoes of why you're here today. So help me out. Scott Howell, 46 years old, uh, have the brain of a squirrel. So you have to excuse me here. <laughs> First thing I'm going to say to agents out there, just because you build 
the Hubble telescope of websites, and Jerry, correct me if I'm wrong here, but just because you build the greatest insurance website in the history of mankind does not mean that people are going to be able to find you on that website. Is that correct? That's correct. You got to find a way to drive traffic to it, and you got to have a way to make Google, let Google know you're there, um, and and you got to be trusted by Google. So I mean, it's not you can have the best website in the world, but it's not like the field of dreams. If you build it, they're not just going to automatically come. It doesn't work that way in in, in the marketing world. So so how do you get them there, Jerry? Yeah, Bradley just stole my thunder. <laughs> so here we go, guys. Get your pen and paper out because it's time to take notes. So we've built the Hubble telescope of of websites. Now Jerry's about to tell us step numero uno of how to get found how to get found on your website through google go ahead uh sorry you guys have stumped me here because oh it's okay I was, um one of the things we worked on i mean one of the things one of our niches is, is contractors when we built our website we built we thought it was great content for contractors and contractors insurance but after a couple of months online we looked kept you know doing our research and lo and behold we're not being found so mm-hmm basically said if we're not being found organically on page one we have to try to do something to get up there and one thing we did was start using adwords to be found for our contractors insurance because that was one of our big niches so we want to be found for for contractors so mm-hmm. if you're not on page and then and our, our buddy jeff roy always says in his presentations the best place to hide a dead body is page two of google so if you're not on page one of google you're mm-hmm. you're not in existence jeff roy was for most people two episodes ago we yeah, had we, jeff roy on. we actually had jeff roy on here two episodes ago so oh so, yeah great let, guy let me ask you this question. So you said that y'all started looking at different metrics that were kind of telling you from the, I guess, the back end that you guys weren't being found. What kind of stuff, are there websites you can go to or is, is, can you just look through Google and kind of look at the um, metrics on Google to determine that, hey, nobody's finding our crap? Is that kind of what you do? Yeah. I mean, I use use Google Analytics, uh, check out what, where, where people are hitting our pages. You can actually look at the behavior and figure out uh, which pages are being visited and, and how many times are being visited. But the proof was in the pudding when I just actually went and did some searches myself. And, and I did And when you do a search on yourself, you got to do it through like a, a Chrome incognito window where it's going to be. Sure. Because Google's smart. Google knows that Jerry Nichols is associated with Huff Insurance. So if I'm right. signed into Google looking up insurance, it's going to pop up Huff Insurance. So I got to go in an incognito window to make sure that they know it's not, they, they don't bias the search. So we just weren't being found when I was doing my, my physical testing. I mean, I'm, I, I use some tools, but I'm, I'm big on just going out there and, and doing the real world testing and see where we, find, where we, where we land for things. So that, I find that just as important as using a lot of the tools that are out there. And guys, if you don't know what he's talking about, when you sign into Chrome, Google Chrome, you'll see your little picture up in the top right. You can click on that and log out, and it, especially on your phone, and I'm sure you get the same thing on the laptop. It gives you that option to sign in incognito, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, Jerry, that's what you're talking about. But in addition to that, could you do the exact same thing if you just took a random friend of yours phone or laptop that you were around that wasn't associated with your agency and look on it as well because it wouldn't have all the history saved? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could. Yeah. I'm sure you could, yeah. So if you got somebody sitting next to you that's not associated with the agency, you can have them look it up and see how it shows up. That That's a good test as well. All right. So, guys, basically what Jerry's saying, you need to look into Google Analytics. You need to get on uh, incognito Google, Google incognito and try to find your agency that way. See where you guys you know, are located, where your website's located on Google. Are you a dead body on page two? Are you on page eight? Or are you coming up on page one? We all know as insurance agents – that we cannot compete 
in terms of the Geico's and progressives of the world that, that always show up page one, front page, first listing. So give us some tips and tricks here, if you can, Jerry, on things we can do to kind of move up that ranking just a little more every day or every month or every year. I mean, a couple of things that we do is, um, I mean, content's always king is what they say. So make sure your content's relevant to what people are looking for. And one thing we do to figure out what people are looking for is we, we have our, our reps write down questions that they're asked on a daily basis, no matter how simple that we feel the question is. If somebody's asking it to a person, most likely they're looking it up online as well. So if they do look it up online, we want to be the one that gets found for that. So, I mean, no matter how small the question looks like it is, if somebody asks the question, we'll go write a blog on it or add that question and answer to our product page. That way, if people are looking it up, they find it. And not only are they going to look it up if they're asking, but sometimes we give an answer and they go out and say, are they telling me the truth? And they look it up and they see that we have the online presence with that answer as well. So it kind of reconfirms that we are telling them the proper information. But your page titles, make sure your page titles are relevant to the page, like if it's to auto insurance page, make sure in your page title it says auto insurance somewhere. Your page descriptions, I mean, make sure your page descriptions are meant, have your keywords in it as well. So, I mean, there's different techniques for SEO-wise mm-hmm. on how to get your um, pages found by Google in, in their indexing process. I have one question for you that's a personal business question on my part, and then we're going to move into Google AdWords for just a second. Guys, I hope you're taking notes. He is spitting gold right now if you're not noticing. Scott Howell has four office locations. I have all four offices on Google under my business. All four separate office locations are on Google. Should I condense that down to one or should I keep all four, my main office and my three satellites separately on Google as, you know, under Google, my business, which one should I do? Well, you're getting kind of outside of my realm of expertise because we only have one one location, so I, I haven't really done a lot of research in the multiple locations. So, gotcha. I don't want to spit out information that's going to be incorrect or, or or has changed since the last time I've heard something about it. So, right, I, right. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Well, well, I tell you what, I'm going to do for everybody. I'm going to figure that out one way or the other. If I have to call the guy that owns Google and figure that out, <laughs> and I'm I'm guessing my co-host, my fearless co-host sitting next to me, probably knows the answer to that question. Do you know the answer to that question? We can talk about that off the air. Well, no. I, mean, I want all the agents to know that. I want I want them to know this. I want them to, they need to know this. If they've got satellite offices, uh, they need to know whether they need to have one listing or three or four or five, however many offices they have. I would think you would have one for each office that gives you more opportunity to be in those, yeah. those markets and those people Google for insurance, gotcha. for search for insurance. So. I, w- I would think that as well, yeah. So, so let's move to Google AdWords for just a second. I want to talk a little bit about Google AdWords. I have always been on the fence with Google AdWords, whether to buy them, not to buy them, use them, not use them. What you're telling me today is I, do, I need to use them more often and I need to use some dadgum good ones. But tell us a little bit about your experience with Google AdWords and what you guys are doing. Well, it was definitely a learning experience. Uh, my first experience was using one of those, uh, I'm not going to mention their names, but one of those uh, yellow pages companies that mm-hmm. tried to go digital after the digital conversion. And they came out and made it sound great for $1,000 a month. We'll do this, that, and the other thing. And, and yeah, they got us, they, they spent my $1,000 a month, but they didn't get me any business. <laughs> so that was a, a, a $12,000 lesson we mm. learned the hard way. Mm. That's before I knew anything about AdWords. And they said, ah, trust us, we'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. So, and the third party is okay, but you still got to know a little bit about what they're doing or you'll wind up doing what I did is basically flush 12 grand down the toilet over the course of 12 months. So when we got our website up and running, like I said, we weren't being found for contractors insurance and that was one of our major niches. So I decided to uh, start running some AdWords uh, for the different types of contractors. Mm-hmm. 
it quickly got caught on. And, and again, I wasn't perfect at first. You know, you go through a month or so and you wind up getting found for stuff you don't want to be found for. I was being found for people that were looking for plumbers, not just plumbers insurance. Right. So I had to go in and, and, and tweak some information and keywords. And then as you spend Google, you know, they're kind of nice this way. As you spend money with them, they'll have people reach out and talk to you about how to fine tune your ads. Mm. So as we got a, a couple months into it, we spent a couple thousand dollars. There, and then one of their interns called me. I, I pictured like Owen Wilson from the, the intern giving yeah, me a call. No doubt. I love that so much. But, um, you know, they called it and they walked me through how to tweak the ads and how to, to get the keywords and how to use the, uh, the different matching tools. Like the, uh, they have different ways to match the search. I mean, if you use a broad match for everything, you're going to wind up getting results you're not liking too much because mm-hmm. anytime it has the word insurance or contractor, it's going to match it. It's going to fire your ad. And the next thing you know, you're spending money on a click that has nothing to do with what you want it to do. So mm-hmm. there's different techniques with the different type of matching techniques that you can use to further fine-tune your ad to make sure it's only firing for the searches that you wanted to fire for. It's a constant tweaking. I mean, uh, AdWords is a big tool. It's got a lot of functions to it, a lot of areas to it. If you just go into it, it, it looks overwhelming. But I don't know everything about every section of AdWords. I just know enough about fine-tuning the stuff. I need to fine-tune to make it work for me. So I got to the point over the years where I'm comfortable doing what, what I'm doing. And as they make changes, Google contacts me and goes over some of the changes, and we make changes to uh, tweak them a little bit, and, and they seem to work well. So, well, I'm Jerry, give sure us give us a few a few of the strategies you do use, um, and maybe a few tips and tricks some agents can deploy, whether they already are using AdWords or not. I mean, one of the things is pick a niche. You can't just go after insurance. If you go after insurance, you will spend a lot of money and get little results. You know, insurance is the most one of the most expensive keywords on AdWords at over fifty dollars a click. So I've heard that. If you just go after in, yeah, if you just go after insurance, you're gonna you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose because Geico's got a billion dollar budget. Progressive Direct's got a billion dollar budget. I don't want to mention. I guess I shouldn't be mentioning my name, but the online companies have millions and billions of dollars with the budget and you're not going to compete with them so what we started doing was going doing niches and one of our niches is is like i said contractors so my ad instead of saying you know just contractors insurance it's maryland contractors insurance so i kind of fine-tune it down to the to the geographic area as well and the longer your keywords go the the less expensive they get on google so i'm looking at some of these now so construction liability insurance so my first page bid is like between seven and ten dollars a click as opposed to fifty dollars a click. So that's more reasonable in my eyes. So it, it brings that cost per conversion down as you get that cost per click down. So so just making sure you, you niche it out and it's not just go out after in, insurance because, I mean, that gets expensive if you just try to... So did you say the, the longer the phrase, the cheaper it is? Usually, yes. Yeah. They're called the long tail keywords. So it's more not just one right. keyword. So it's like uh, I got... Maryland contractor insurance, insurance for construction, and they all range between four and eleven dollars per click, based on the estimates that the AdWords account's giving me. So, so yeah, just try to pick it down a, a specific niche, and and that'll help keep the cost down as well. So, there's different techniques you can use as far as what how what keywords you're targeting that can also reduce your cost per click. So, so, so are you guys are you guys sending? When, when they're clicking on your ad, are you sending them to your website or are you sending them to custom landing pages that you guys build, whether they be simple or complex? Where, where are you guys sending them and are you cooking them and retargeting and that sort of thing? Or are you just trying to get them to the basic landing page to fill a form out? 
right now we have product pages for each one of our products, and then I'm, we're, we're in the middle of rebuilding our website where we get more creative with the landing pages. But say I got an electrician looking for electrician insurance, and they click on that, it goes to our electrician's page on our website, which has a call to action about getting your insurance quote and everything, and it has a lot of information about insurance for electricians. The landing page actually helps with the ad performance as well. I, I'm just jumping ahead here, but Google, if you if you do an ad for electrician insurance, your landing page better be talking about electrician insurance to get that quality score that they like to call it up. Mm. And so your landing page will affect how your ad performs. So so we want to make sure that our landing page is actually relevant to the ad that they're clicking on. So electrician insurance ad goes to our electrician insurance page. It's just a page on our website right now. It's not a, a separate landing page. I'm working on a, a new site that's going to allow me to put landing pages. That way that the only options are you, you request a quote or you get out. Right now they can still navigate. So that's just logistical conversion techniques that I'm going to be working on moving forward. But as far as the AdWords itself, you definitely want to have it go to a a landing page or a page in your website that's relevant to the specific ad. The worst thing you want to do is say, hey, get call for your electrician insurance and send them to your homepage. And then they got to try to find out where the heck your electrician page is. That's frustrating. Everybody clicks on, you know, you hear hear those ads that, you know, check out these nice pair of shoes. And then you click on the ad and it takes you to to Mm -hmm. Sears homepage. Like, what the heck? And then you just bounce out. So those people are going to bounce out and go to the next ad. So, Well, well, you want to make sure your your landing page is relevant. So and yeah, to to add up to that, it's you, you so you got to sort of craft your landing pages to fit your ad. I'll give you a bad example of that. Uh, Liberty Mutual, not to mention any names, has has <laughs> has a uh, has an Alexa skill. Did you know that? They are nowhere near as good as Jeff Roy, but they it's got a Lexus skill that essentially collects information, gives you a quote guesstimate, and then pushes a notification to your phone at the end to quote unquote finish the quote. Well, the push notification is a link. When you click on that link, it takes you to their general website, and you have to start the quote all over oh, wow. again. So, um, oh, wow. oops. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that part of the process is broken down. Um, so, uh, hey, Liberty Mutual, if you want to hire Bradley and I for about two point eight million dollars a year, we'll fix that for you. And we will stop the podcast. <laughs> and we right will now, we and will cut Jerry in. <laughs> exactly. Jerry's in. We're in. And. Two point seven a piece. We'll go ahead and fix that for you in about six weeks. <laughs> so, 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 Jerry, let, let's take take an agent for example that's making good money has a, has a decent sized marketing budget. Let's say two to three grand a month total, and wants to jump into Google AdWords in order to get some results. What amount do you spend? I mean, what kind of budgets do you set? That sort of thing. I mean, what? How much money is is a, a typical agent going to have to be willing to put up in order to get some traffic and get some return on that? I can tell you what I usually spend is, is right around a, between a thousand and fifteen hundred a month on it. That's relatively that modest. Generates, I mean, there are times during our during the busy season that I've ramped it up to almost two thousand a month, but I'm not spending you know fifty thousand dollars a year on it. It's not much more than what I was paying those yellow page guys to try to do it for me, except I'm getting results that they weren't getting. Um, you don't have to spend a fortune on AdWords, and that's the other misnomer, because everybody said, I mean, every time I go to somewhere, it's like, oh, AdWords, insurance is so expensive on AdWords. Uh, well, yeah, anything can be expensive if, if you're just shotgunning it out there and not trying to fine-tune it to actually get results. It doesn't take a ton of money. I mean, it takes a commitment. I mean, $1,000 a month is a commitment, but it doesn't, it's not going to be a, a bank breaker, and that $1,000 a month, if you do it right, is going gonna, is gonna to pay for itself. So, I mean, we generate business pretty frequently from our AdWords when when they're up and running in full force. So, when you do an AdWord like a an advertisement or, or whatnot on using AdWords to go to these landing pages, it's a pay per click type thing, right? So, if a let's say a plumber clicks on that particular advertisement, 
that you did through AdWords, you will at the end of the month or when that happens, I guess they deduct whatever you, you know, whatever the amount is that you agreed to pay. Is that correct? Is that how that works? Yeah, you you pre-fund your account. I mean, I do it while I manually fund it. That way when the money's gone, I got to consciously hit a button to refund it again. Sure. Um, but yeah, you fund your account. Say you put the thousand bucks on there. That's what I want to spend this month. And you can spread it out. You can pick a daily budget from that too. So you can say, okay, of this thousand dollars, I want to do, you know, $60 a day or $50 a day. So you can pick a daily budget. And once that budget gets exhausted, then your ad just goes away for that day. But yeah, they do. When they click on the ad based on the bidding algorithms, which nobody really knows what they are because it's Google, but uh, based on the bidding algorithms, uh, at that time of day they click on it, it, it falls, whether it be $6 that click or $12 that click, they, they just reduce that from your balance that day. So they do it on a daily basis. So And um, they do have safeguards where if I see a state farm or, a, sorry, a, a, a competitor's ad, <laughs> I just can't go in and, and click on it 45 times that day because it, they won't count that as far as charging you for those kind of clicks. So one of the concerns I hear too is, oh, my competitors are just going to be keep clicking on my ads and, and cost me money. Well, they have safeguards by looking at the IP and if the same IP address clicks on the ad 37 times, they're not going to charge you 37 clicks. They're going to charge you for the one click and they actually have credited us back once they go back and then check it, you'll see every couple of weeks you get a credit for, you know, $30, $40 for invalid clicks that they find are either bots out there clicking or somebody clicked more than once or it was the same person that clicked and tried to, you know, run your cost up. So, so Jerry, jumping around here, it sounds like the key is to go niche and to get, go as niche as you can with the AdWords. I like niche. Um, that being said, uh, I just ignore it when he does that. That being said, let's say somebody's just trying to sell car insurance how would how do you go niche with with a non niche generic product that a lot of us are selling? Hmm. And I can tell you what I think, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. I mean, that's a good question because I mean, I I stay away from car insurance just because of the fact that that is where the expensive ads are. But I mean, you can go let's say property. You can then. niche it down by. I mean, you can niche it down by location too. You can put like you know um, Mobile, Alabama car insurance as your keyword, as opposed to just car insurance. Right. Um, you can, I guess, you can niche it down by model too. You know, mm-hmm. um, but there's different ways to niche it down. You got to put yourself in the mindset of how people are looking at looking up things. And right. People will look up how do I insure my Ford Mustang. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that, that could be a keyword that you rank for instead of just car insurance. So you know, the way that I would do that is is. Everybody wants to write everybody, let's say, pretty much in, in car insurance, but everybody also has a niche and or not a niche, right. but a, a sweet spot. So, you know, I know I'm good at people who are married but have no youthful drivers. So so somehow formulate your, your ad words around that is how I would perceive that. Jerry, I got a question for you. Okay. In terms of ad words, your, your growth in terms of your business through ad words, if this was a pie chart. We could go from a zero to a hundred percent. How much growth do you think you guys, since you've really dialed into the AdWords and and started using it and doing it, you know, I think you feel like you've got a pretty good handle on it. What do you feel like your growth's been in, in terms of your business? So the AdWords itself, I'm because I'm, everything kind of ties together. I know when we started going digital, we started in 2011. And then the AdWords started soon after that. But overall, since we started doing this, we've, we've more than doubled our size. And we attribute it to, to our digital presence because, I mean, you'd be surprised how many people right down the street from us that say they pass us every day, say, I found you on, on Google. Right. And, and right. find them on Google was the last thing that made them call us, even though they knew we were in the neighborhood. So, I mean, it's just 
the digital presence itself, we attribute pretty much all of our growth in the last 10 years to being found, digitally found. Even if you get referrals, if I give you, say, call Jerry for insurance, first thing somebody's going to do is look me up online before they call me. So being found online, we attribute it. I mean, in AdWords, has definitely helped get our niches out there. Like I said, our contractor page really stunk being found organically. Um, and now it gets found organically because of the traffic AdWords has generated. But I don't, I still run the AdWords because so many people have called us and said, hey, I looked up plumber's insurance, and, and and you guys were all over the page, not just in one spot, but we're at the top, in the middle, in the map. And they're like, you know, they see us three different places on the page, and we're local. And they're like, wow, we thought right. we saw you because we saw you in three different spots on the page, and they just don't see that from other local businesses. So. And cur- curating those pages to match the AdWords that you're buying probably helps you in some organic growth too. And that probably makes that particular landing page probably show up a couple of times, not just the ad, right? Right. Yeah. We'll show up in the organic search. Uh, and I have a main contractor page and each niche page. So I mean, it will, if somebody looks up a certain contractor, we'll, we'll show up the plumber's pages show up, our contractor's pages show up. We have a blog for contractors. So sometimes we could be on the page four or five times if we have an ad running too to show up in the ad. So the content it really helps when it comes and and, and that's credibility. If somebody sees somebody looks up a, a plumber's insurance, looks up a plumber wants insurance and they see you on the page four or five times with four or five different pieces of content, that adds credibility there because people believe in Google these days. I mean they find it on Google I mean that's if it's online it's believable and, and the internet and, it must be true. Finally, yeah, there you go. Bonjour. Yeah, I mean, it just adds to the credibility when you when you show up more than once on the page as well. So, Well, Jerry, I really appreciate you being on the show today. It, it, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to Bradley, and I know it means a lot to these agents to just sit and hear for just a few minutes like how other agents who maybe don't know or haven't really deep dove down into the AdWord world can help their business by getting on there. And guys, let me say this as I close this thing out. First and foremost, Jerry, how how can people, if, if somebody in our listening audience wants to get in touch with you, find out a little bit more about you or you know what you guys do, how can they get in touch with you? They can contact me via email, which is uh, jerry at huffinsurance.com, or they can give me a call. The number is 410-647-1111. Either way, they'll be able to get a hold of me if they have any questions. And as far as your agency webpage goes, what is that webpage? It's uh, www.huffinsurance.com. That's H-U-F-F insurance.com. Well, man, we really do appreciate you being here. Guys, you need to understand AdWords. You need to get in the digital space. You need to understand AdWords. I think that some of the things that Jerry has touched on today can really help your business, help grow your business. I will say this. I learned three or four things today that I did not know about about AdWords. And um, I've utilized AdWords before, but not correctly. I think I was just kind of... I you know, burned a lot of money using it before. Oh, and, and Jerry, let me say this before I let everybody go. You are not the Lone Ranger on the $12,000 a year for somebody <laughs> to help you with that. I cannot tell you. I've probably talked to three or four agents that had your very similar story of we hired this SEO company to help us and paid them $3,000 a month and got zero results. So you, you aren't the Lone Ranger on that. I can I, promise you that. I did, I did the yellow page. Yeah. Online digital yellow page thing as well. And, and I spent, I think, $200 a month on it. And I had an agent call me a year later and said, Hey, I'm about to do this. What do you think about it? And I said, I would have been better off lighting $2,400 on fire and posting it on Facebook. And I would have made the news. Right. I mean, it was just, it, it was probably the worst thing I've ever done, mm. to be completely honest. Agents, insurance agents from around the world, let me tell you this be careful about where you spend your money on stuff like this because, you know, I think there's a lot of people, a lot of companies out there not naming any names 
that prey on us not knowing what in the hell we're doing and, and then and then not being able to ask the right questions and and then you know they 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 they're great at sales and they talk you into this and then five ten fifteen thousand dollars later you're right where you were when you started so so be careful with that well, like, like Jerry said in the beginning of the episode there there's nothing wrong with using a third party as long as that person's got your best interest right. But but the thing is, is is where do they make their money at? Sure. How much are they going to have to charge you? And how much of that 12000 Jerry, actually went towards the ad and how much went into the pockets of the company? Right. 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 And that, and to make sure you, you have them give you some uh, success metrics that are that, that you want to see, not what they want to show you. So you want right. to see, uh, you know, traffic, not just numbers, numbers of clicks. Well, Jerry, thank you again for being on the show today. I'm going to go ahead and close this out. Insurance agents. Get out there and use this digital stuff that's available to you. As Chris Paradiso said one time, it is the F, four-letter word, F-R-E-E, in terms of Facebook, Instagram. And then if you really want to deep down and help grow your business, do what these guys are doing at Huff Insurance. Learn AdWords. Yes, we are going to have to spend a little bit of money. I know that's unfortunate that sometimes we have to do that, but if you really want to deep down and get yourself noticed online, and and let me say this too as I let everybody go, what is the one thing that every person in America does when they're looking for something now? It ain't pull out the phone book, it is Google something. So, uh, if you know, you've kind of got to be in the day and age that we're in, you've got to be a part of that. So, learn it, uh, make good decisions. And do the best that you can to give those people out there that are looking for the niche that you sell to allow them to be able to find you on that. As I always end our program, more than that, get your ass out there and go sell some insurance for your family. Write good business for the agency that you represent. Write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you, brother. Love you too, buddy. Hey, everybody, have a great week, and we will see you next time. This is the Insurance Guys Podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys Podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.